Hey there, listeners. I'm Tom. And I'm James. And you're listening to World on a String. Hey, James. Oh, my God. Hi, Tom. How's it going? We're on episode 16. 16? Yeah. 16. A little bit late. That's a lot of episodes. But we're here. It is a lot. We are here. It is late. We're a week late because we've both been settling into uni, our second years. Yeah. Um, it was fresh as week last week, which is a very busy time, certainly for you, James. You're president, president of a society. society. Yeah. So I had all like the cool. society sphere and stuff. Yeah, it's good. I'm enjoying it. It's quite stressful. Um, I had to sign a form yesterday um, that basically said, if anything goes wrong with the committee... I'm the one that gets the... I'm like the full guy. So oh, no. <laughs> it was a very stressful moment in my life. I can imagine. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's good. I'm glad. Yeah, holy cow. Um, so what have you been up to, Tom? What, how's, what, have you done anything good at uni so far since being oh, back? I've been doing so many shifts at work. Have you got a job now? In Yeah, so I work in the student guild. Oh, that's great. My student guild has got a pizza place. Oh, yeah. And I work in there, oh. like, topping pizzas and putting them in the oven and stuff. Oh, my God. That's it's a... really fun. It's very busy. Yeah. I do about six hours a week in two, three-hour shifts. It's, it's a lot of fun. That's okay, actually. That's quite helpful. It's quite manageable. Yeah. Do they... Um... But, yeah, I worked every day last week except Friday and Sunday. Jeez. You're like a, you're the local pizza guy. Everyone's going to come in and be That's like... Me. I, hey, I, was, uh, I, was, I was out in Exeter the other, last week because it was Freshers' Week, so we went out a couple of times. Yeah. And some random guy came up to me in a club and went, You served me a pizza today! <laughs> and I feel like if that's going to be my life now, then I don't know if it was a good trade-off. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. No, that's really cool. Yeah. We, we have a pizza place. So I go there quite a bit. Um, Oh, nice. But I don't know our local pizza service, because they seem to change. Like, every single... I've not seen the same person <laughs> work there twice, I swear. Um, but, yeah. where well, they've opened a dessert shop in our student union. Oh, like a Casper's? Yeah, like that. a Casper's, yeah. Um, huh. And they do Sundays and stuff, which is really cool. It's called Scoop. That's pretty fancy. Mm, it is. We have a yeah, really no good like union. Yeah. We had our Freshers' Fair this week where you could sign up to all your societies and yeah. give flyers and there's loads of companies there. And there was also a bunch of that guys there handing out flyers saying, boycott the National Union of Students. Really? So that made me laugh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You took a photo with a frog, right? Was it a frog or was it a I rabbit? I did take... I actually won a free ticket to Fever, which is a club, tonight. And I didn't go. Oh, my God. Because we had to record this podcast. And also because my knee's swollen again. <laughs> How has it done that uh, again? I, don't, I Literally, I have no idea. So the first time it happened, I crashed into a tree at high speeds while sledging. Understandable. Yeah. The second time, I'd done that really long drive from Basingstoke, yeah, so I can understand course. it. Today, it just swelled up. I had it's... a dream last night that my kneecap had slid down my leg and the conductor of my orchestra had yeah. slid it back into place. Oh, that was no. the dream I had last night. And then I woke up and my knee was swollen. That's amazing. That's really cool, actually. Yep. Um, well, it would be a lot cooler if my knee wasn't swollen. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should dream about... I haven't told my parents yet, so hopefully I call them before this episode goes up 
and they hear it from the, <laughs> not from the episode. But if not, sorry guys, my knee's swollen. I'm taking I'm taking ibuprofen. Don't worry, and I have a doctor's appointment for next Thursday. My God, you're like an actual real, like functioning adult. It's amazing. Trust me. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, we had we I didn't do much for Fresh this week other than running the society and trying to attract members to our society which has gone pretty successfully i have to say looking back over records we had the most amount of interest we've had in the past three or four years we've had like the most amount of people sign up for auditions um it was really really good um if you joined any societies as well well, see, I kind of had a quick scout around the society's fair while I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I, I've, I've paid for membership of my own society, of course, and then the yeah. mine's the Hull University Big Band Society, and then I've joined yeah. Hull University Music Society as well. Okay. Um, but do, I, do you have to join the Music Society to be part of the Big Band? No, or is the no. Music Society like a subject society? The Music Society... It's kind of weird. So our big band society literally is just one band. It's one big band. Um, huh. And then Hums is is uh, it's got an orchestra. They've got like a sax choir and stuff. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's, what I want to do with the society is spread it out a bit more. So we've not just got one band. We've kind of got a few small combos as well. It's just like a just what a jazz society, which is effectively yeah. what it is. But it's it's a tough ask. Because um, I think I might be overstretching myself a little bit this year. Yeah? What society are you up for? Yeah. Well, I've joined Concert Band and Contemporary Choir, which is a non-auditioned, like, casual singing. Yeah. Um, and then also, I, I did eight, I've done eight auditions this week. Bloody two hell. More to go. Jeez. Uh, so hopefully I'm going to do one play this term as well. But I'm hoping it's a good one, like a big one. yeah. And then I'm also part of Physoc, which is the Physics yep. Society. That's very uh, good. But that's pretty much just socials every so often. You don't have to do them. So that's quite yeah. low, low effort. Maintenance. And then also yeah. I've got my job. I've got my degree. And then I've yeah. also joined the Student Radio. Oh, Expression FM. that's amazing. So next Thursday I start presenter training. Yeah. Um, so I'll do an hour a week, I think it is. And they say you should pass within a term but a lot of people pass within like two three sessions yeah so literally just two three weeks through all of past presenter training so in term two i might have my own radio show with my flatmate will we're hoping to get one together oh that is and do our own radio that show. is so cool i'm so it'll be an hour once a week that we broadcast live man on expression fm you'd have to you have to tell me i'd listen i will man that's i know and i might be doing a uh, i might be doing a slot like an hour slot on Expression FM's Comic Relief show yeah. or Children in Need show this November. Oh my so if God. I am, if I do get confirmed for that, I'll let you guys know. This is crazy. This is really cool. The closest I got to our version of Expression, which is Jam, we call it Jam Radio. I did an interview on that, and that was it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I did a couple of radio shows last year, Radio Plays. Yeah. And before the finale of one of them, they interviewed me and another girl that was in it on air oh my god so that was pretty fun you do have a really good like uh, radio voice though I think <laughs> of, of all the voices to well, listen I, to I, so I auditioned for one of the radio plays yeah um, on Monday mm-hmm. not on Tuesday and the part that I read for in the interview was God <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh so, man, yeah, that was it's a good job Morgan Freeman's not going. And then for I it also more. interviewed. I also auditioned for Doctor Faustus, and right. uh, they asked me to come back and read for the old man, which is a an allegory for God. Oh my comes God! Comes at the end, and he's supposed to represent God. So in two auditions in the same day, I was asked to play God. I mean, um, I think that's saying something. And you controlled your. I'm kneecap. not letting it go to my head or anything, but. Wow. I think I'm a deity. <laughs> that's so cool. Should we get on with some podcasting, James? Yeah, I have so many stories, but I can, uh, I can. Okay, I'm... tell us. You can do one story. I can do one story. I'll just make it a quick one. Yeah. So, oh no, uh, yeah. So we've had two massive visitors to Hull University Union. Like we had the Queen last year, and now we've got two really big ones. One has already been and gone, and one is tomorrow. The this is the biggest one, I think. Uh, we had Joey Essex visit our union. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then tomorrow we we have I'd, possibly one of the greatest politicians that has ever existed in a completely memeable way. It is Rhys Mogg, yeah. <laughs> it's Rhys Mogg? No way, that's so funny. <laughs> He's coming to the union for a question and answer session. Are you going to go? I think I've got a lecture then. Because my lecture's Aww. 9 to 11, I think it's 10.30 to uh, 12.30. So I might be able to go for the end bit if I can sneak in. Oh, fair. Anyway, that was, that's it. Those are my stories. Blimey. That's pretty good. I think we had somebody from Love Island. Yeah, they tend to make seem to make the rounds a fair bit. Yeah, they do. It's good publicity for, uh, for, for nightclubs and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, trying to get those freshers in. Yeah, man. Let's, yeah, let's move on oh. to the album. <laughs> Should we talk about the album? So the album was one that I suggested. It wasn't one I'd listened to before. It nope. was The Money Store yeah. by Death Grips. It was recommended to me by Tom Scully. Uh, uh, I don't know if you're still listening to this podcast, Tom, but if you are, thanks for the recommendation. Yep. It was... Wow. Um, it was very different to the kind of stuff I usually listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I wasn't its biggest fan. Yeah, but there was quite a lot in there that I did quite like, and there were a couple of songs that I genuinely did enjoy. Yeah, that's that's cool. Did you know about Death Grips before this? I before think I'd heard the name, right? But I didn't like know anything about. That's it. really interesting. Had Will or anything? Had any of your friends? I don't think so. That's mad because all of my friends just seemed to knew about Death Grips. Like I went onto a pub crawl, like a social, and. I went with one of my best friends here, he's called Sam, and he was just talking to someone about something, yeah. and, and Death Grips, the money store came up, and I was like, holy shit, we'd just listen to that from the podcast, <laughs> and he was like, oh yeah, it came out ages ago, I've been listening to it for like 8 million years now, and I was like, holy shit, mm-hmm. so I felt really out of the loop. Um, Did you enjoy it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you would. Not at all. I haven't ranked them either, because I just couldn't. That's okay. I just couldn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, I had that last time. I have actually ranked them on this one. But yeah, yeah, I'd like to hear I, it. When still. you, when there is nothing in the album that you can, like, get behind or, or very little, it is you can so enjoy, tricky. Isn't it's it? It's very difficult because they're all just, ugh. yeah. So yeah, that's. I don't think that's a problem. Oh, there's one more thing we need to say before we can. Oh shit! Yeah, there on. is. Uh, because we are settling into uni, and we're not 100 percent sure of our timetables yet and yeah. our commitments and how much time we're going to have for until further notice let's say we don't yeah. expect it to be a permanent change no I don't think no but until further notice we're going to do this fortnightly instead of weekly yeah 
Just... Which will give us more time to kind of do, watch things. Uh, we'll be able to arrange our recording a bit better. Yeah. Um, so they will be fortnight- fortnightly from now on. Yeah. Nice. Let's go Let's go to the track by track. Okay, okay. So the first song was Get Got. Yep. Which actually kind of got stuck in my head a little bit. I'm not going to lie. When I first listened to it, I wasn't a lover at all. But yeah. The, the like chorus bit kept getting stuck in my head and I, I quite... Kind kind of enjoy it now. Yeah, I this yeah this is one more it's one very more busy. yeah it's intense it's heavy it's loud. Yeah, it's loud. <laughs> I I did um I took your advice for once, Tom, and did you read the lyrics? I read the lyrics, and they probably still meant nothing to me. This was the worst <laughs> album to actually do that with because I was reading the lyrics as well on genius and even looking at like the translations of the lyrics i just didn't get it no 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 i didn't get them at all like none of it seemed to make any sense no there's a couple of bits where a few lines you could follow yeah as songs that didn't really make sense but yeah i uh it flowed quite well i mean the word choice was interesting the flow of the rapper was very impressive yeah um to me it was a little bit too monosyllabic all the way through the album. Really, he uses very short words, mm-hmm. which almost feels like it makes it a bit easier. I don't know if that's necessarily true because you still have to find the words. I yeah. guess if you're limiting yourself to short ones, then you are going to struggle to come up with actual lyrics. But um, yeah, I yeah, guess I prefer I just a little that. more complex, perhaps. Um, yeah. So. It also had like this kind of like electric sound, didn't it? It was there was like a proper like a really high pitched, really electronic, almost synth like sound, and that this yeah. seemed to be like a theme through the album. Like it was, um, I know hip hop and stuff and death grips, but I don't even know what genre it fits into. Um, it's not acoustic per se, and it is. Um, electronic, but it, it for me it just felt completely out of place. It felt too electronic, like it it was just machines, really. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't a lot of musicality to it. Yeah, that's I a good way of putting it. The way that I would describe it, uh, you know, you couldn't follow a chord progression or no. anything like that. But it was impressive. Um, the rhythms of the rapper were impressive, and were well, very impressive, very very impressive. Yeah, it, it, it's, yeah, you could definitely compare it to the last album we listened to, which was um, Low End Theory, wasn't which it? Which was uh, Low End Theory, yeah. Quest. I mean, they're both hip hop, so yeah. Death Grips is is, is hip hop. So yeah, uh, but it's more rhythmically diverse. Is Death Grips? So, well, this album is definitely, but it's not as like harmonically diverse you can't there's no. nothing as to like to latch on to i i found that but i mean i feel like we shouldn't spend too long on each and yeah sorry but like this one and then it was quite similar on a lot of other tracks yeah um, there only seemed to be one or two or three kind of different rhythms that it would kind of switch yeah. between there wasn't a lot of variation but um it was it was enough that it never got old. Yeah. I mean, with get got on its own, it it did because it was either that get 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 ga 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 ba 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 or it was the other like verse bit, and those were the only two. Yeah. Uh, so it, it it I like a little bit more variation, but 
Yeah, it was still pretty good. Yeah. Should we move on to the fever? I, I, yeah, let's do it. The fever II. II. I didn't write the II. <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, now, go on. Yeah, go on. I was just going to say this got way too intense, way too quickly. There's, mm-hmm. I know there's screamo music. I mean, I don't know much about it, but this is. It was just shouting. It was just. Yeah, I've got that as well. Pure shouting, which yeah. isn't tasteful. It isn't. There were two different types of rapping on this. There was the very kind of monotone. Yeah. And then there was the shouty rapping. Yeah. And I way preferred the monotone. Yeah. As an album, it would have been way better if every song had been like that. Mm hmm. But I guess I can I can almost understand as to why they did the shouting because it it yes. is a way of getting an emotion across. It's, I don't think it's yeah. either of our preferred ways of accessing emotion through music, but it is definitely a viable option. And I've I've got down that I liked the instrumental here actually because it had the an electric drone that kind of wow wow yeah like, like fluctuated and and waved a little bit yeah. over a very very frantic drum beat and yeah. because the drone was quite almost uh almost singing in a way mm-hmm. and it was quite smooth over the very frantic drums i liked that a lot but yeah you could see why he's shouting because the music is very frantic yeah and he i think it's that that frantic emotion i mean some of the stuff that i was reading online people were saying like oh yeah this is all the kind of album is about like schizophrenia and stuff oh, like that right. it's very frantic and disjointed intentionally right uh, so i guess I guess that's what they were going for, but I guess I found the lyrics so hard to decipher that perhaps yeah. that was somewhat lost on me. I did struggle with the lyrics. Um, they also... Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, just no, with no, no, the fever, um, there was a really nice echo effect on the voice. That's all I wanted to say. Yes. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was good. I did enjoy that. Anyway, Lost Boys. Lost Boys. I found the music and the lyrics in this one to be really disjointed. They didn't seem to go together at all. Mm-hmm. I kind of got uh, but, some meaning about the lyrics. Uh, I, yeah? It's just a complete guess. But I, I thought that it was about kids turning to crime and violence and stuff. But I could be I completely wrong. I think it is, yeah. This is the one I thought most hard about the lyrics. And I think that's somewhat of a theme over the whole album as well. Mm-hmm. Because, like, in Get Got, there's that line that's, like, born with a ski mask on my yeah. face. I think it's, it's all about how when you grow up in that environment... You can't escape that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is somewhat of the of the point of the album in a way. Yeah. I can understand that. Um but yeah, I've got nothing else to say about Lost Boys. No, me neither. Uh Blackjack I wrote quite a bit, but um it doesn't all need saying really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked the lyrics. I I thought that the word choice was really good, but I still couldn't get any meaning from them. Yeah. I just thought that they were words that did go together really well. But yeah, I, w- mm-hmm. I wasn't getting any meaning out of it. Yeah. Uh, And this one particularly kind of sums up how I feel about the album, where it's very, very close to being something I'd really super enjoy. Okay. But it just misses it, and I couldn't quite put my finger on why. Right. Are you familiar with the band Everything Everything? Not at all. Well, they're uh, they're a band that almost is like this, but less shouty. And a few times I was like, this is almost an Everything Everything song. Right. If it was just a bit tamer. And I really like Everything Everything. Uh, I think I might do a Everything Everything album in a bit because that's quite kind of quite different. I think you might like them actually. 
Yeah. So maybe next time I choose an album, I'll do an everything and everything album. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I can I can understand that. Um, yeah, I I can't I I couldn't help you why uh, why why no. it's just missing the mark slightly. Um, but yeah, uh, Blackjack, I've not got much to say about. It's they did a really weird thing. I comment I complimented them on the last track with their uh, After Effects and Post Effects, but then they sampled breathing in this. Who samples yeah. breathing? I was like, what the hell? So so that's got like a down vote from me for the breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Hustly bones, bones of the hustle. Hustle bones. Yeah. Uh, I actually quite liked this one. Yeah. Uh, well, I d- yeah, it, it it was going all the way through. It never like slowed down or lost its way, mm-hmm. uh, and it changed a lot and had a lot of variation, which is what I look for in a rap song, really. Yeah. Uh, I want something to break up that monotony. Uh, this one had a really funny annotation on Genius as well. So did it. The first annotation, the annotation on the first line was, like many Death Grip songs, this one has many hidden meanings. Listen <laughs> to it and try and find a meaning for yourself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just made me laugh. That's quite good. Um, yeah. They, they started using weird samples from here. I'm on like, I was like on sample watch since the breathing one, and now they're using weird vocal samples in this, um, which is, is not needed because of all the shouting. I never really listened to the samples, so uh, I missed it. No, I quite like listening out for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was kind of the only thing I could latch on to because I, the lyrics, I, I struggle with lyrics anyway, and then um, this was just something else for lyrics. <laughs> so I was just latching onto the samples. It was, yeah. Although the next one, I've seen footage. Mm-hmm. That one had, I thought, quite a digest, quite digestible. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably the easiest to follow of them all. Yeah. I I would agree with that, I think. Because there was there's more it, harmony there. There was some yeah, sense of harmony. Yeah, it was one though where the music went with it. Yeah. It was more instrumental and a little bit more musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I think this was one of my favourites, actually. Yeah. Uh, number three, I've got it in as. I think I definitely uh, agree with, uh, with that, though. It definitely was more conventional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah, and the, the, they always end their songs the same. Like it's not a fade out; yeah. it's a it's just a cut ending, like a yeah a beaten off, which I suppose isn't as bad as a fade out. But when it is on every it's track, it's still a little bit lazy. Yeah. yeah, it's still avoiding writing an ending. Yeah, exactly. Oh well, that's fine. Double helix. This was my numbered one. Okay. Nice. I just thought it was a really solid rap song. I, I, again, I couldn't really follow the meaning of the lyrics, but the flow and the way the words went together, I really liked. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just they, it was they were well delivered, well put together, and I found it quite interesting and, and enjoyable to listen to. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah, I haven't I haven't got much to say about this, um, but I also like this. I thought there would be something really cool. Like I, you, you've probably like spotted it, but like matching the lyrics up with the name because Double Helix that's to do with the like your your jeans or something are Double Helix. Yeah, aren't they? Are they? Yeah, yeah. D- DNA is a Double Helix. DNA, yeah, that's it. Yeah, DNA. Yeah, 
Um, I did realise that there was a standard like kind of setup for each of these tracks on this. I've written um, it's always just three samples: one bass, one drums, and one of something else. Normally a voice or a or a synth. Or somebody breathing. Or breathing, yeah. God. I think apparently in one of the songs they sampled a Serena Williams tennis match. Is that right? Maybe there was a weird breathing. I think I read that online. That might have been the breathing. Was it the one where she smashed her racket remember. on the floor? Oh, it was the one where she shouted at the umpire oh, following the rules. That poor umpire. <laughs> that poor little guy. The poor winner of the match. Yeah, he was Just got completely overshadowed by Serena's by her being tantrum. A diva. Yeah. Oh, well. Serena Williams, not a friend of Wilderness Drink. <laughs> <laughs> Never listen to this podcast. Please advertise it, though. Um, yes, please do. System Blower. Oh, it was System Blower. System Blower samples Serena Williams's oh, right. tennis match. Have I got anything about a this? A Serena Williams and Venus Williams doubles match. Okay, I didn't get the sample on this. I wasn't a fan of this one, that's all I've got. Okay. I like it. I have a good point about it. There was... Yeah? I said I didn't like the lyrics. I, I'm, <laughs> I sound so pretentious when I'm reading my comments back. I wrote, lyrical quality is poor, like I'm an ABRSM examiner or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then um, there, there was a really nice electronic bit in the middle, which was interesting. It was like the first sign i like peeked up from my seat i like sat forward a bit i was like what the hell are they doing here and they just went back to the usual stuff but if they kept doing some stuff like that that really was quite interesting um for them to kind of explore something like that because the only electronics they've used are like synths and samples and echo effects and and stuff like that um and then they they actually did something else they were like developing and i really liked it nice uh, the cage. Yeah, I didn't really pick up on that. No. Yeah, the cage. The cage again was another one that I quite liked. Mm-hmm. Um, I it had a kind of repetition call and response in the chorus. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like when I say ah, you say fight them ah, fight em. <laughs> was like the chorus. I can't remember exactly what it was. It was something like that. Um, but yeah, it was, I, I I like a bit of call and response. Yeah. Yeah, I, I it mean, makes me feel like I'm really there. Oh, they're, they're like <laughs> helping you join in with them. Yeah, yeah. I've not got much. Um, not much. Uh, no, nothing about this. Fair enough. <laughs> Punk weight. Yeah, this had a weird start, didn't it? This started with mm. a sample of the radio. I guess it was like skipping through yeah. different radios. It was strange. But I wasn't a fan of this one. Mm-hmm. I was okay with no. it. I liked seeing them try new stuff. Yeah. I was kind of. Fair enough. I was hopeful from System Blur because I heard the electronic bit and I was like, "Yes, we're we're developing. We're getting somewhere with this." So I thought the the use of samples. It was. It, we were getting there. It was. It was interesting. I had something to listen to that wasn't, you know, just gibberish to me. And I thought that even this radio thing, it was kind of like giving me a little bit of hope all the way through. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I, I guess I just, I don't know, I found it was, again, a bit disjointed. 
the chorus didn't seem like it went with the song at all. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I just wasn't. I just I wasn't feeling it. That's fair. That's fair. Like I don't. I didn't think that the rhythm, line to line, worked particularly well. It didn't feel like one flowed on from the last. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, the next. The next one was fuck that. Fuck that. Uh, yeah, I didn't enjoy no, this it. That's was all I've this was awful. I sounded empty, yeah. way too empty for me. Yeah, especially did. compared to everything else. Yeah, the the as an album, even if you haven't particularly enjoyed the songs, they've been very different and and yeah. worth listening to. Yeah, and quite interesting almost. Yeah, but yeah, this one and the next one as well, bitch. Yeah, please, completely. I found agree. both of them to be quite bland. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. If there wasn't a cut ending, I would have had no clue that they were different songs. Yeah. Um, and then we finished yeah, it I off. I don't really have anything for either of them. With Hacker. Yeah, Hacker was the last one, which I enjoyed. Uh, like it was more conventional. For them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't love it. It was still quite fair, relatively low, but um, I liked it more than I liked the last kind of three. Yeah. Uh, Again, it was like slightly more conventional rap. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Which was it's it's I mean it is always good to go back to your roots. Yeah. I think in conclusion, it's really not my genre at all. But no, they've. I feel like if I did listen to maybe an album they release in three four years whatever, I'm really hopeful that they've kind of, you know, they're they're doing something a bit more with it like. I cannot emphasize enough that in System Blower, when there was that electronic bit, I was so happy because I feel I we'll felt like we were again. we were getting somewhere. We were like uh, we'd we'd found an idea we liked uh, and we were developing it more and more and more. And I just hope they keep with that for the other albums. Well, they released an album this year, Year of the Snitch. It's called Right. Let's hope that you should listen to it. I will do. <laughs> But yeah, again, I agree. Like, it wasn't quite to my tastes. Yeah. Uh, there were bits of it that I actually did really enjoy. The chorus of Get Get of Get Got, I actually, has been stuck in my head yeah. like, for the last two weeks. I really <laughs> enjoyed that. Double Helix was another one I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but, but, uh, but even the songs that I didn't enjoy, they were still interesting and different, which is yeah. really nice. It was a change, because it's not like yeah, it anything. I'm glad we listened to it. Yeah. Really glad Good suggestion, to Tom. He's come up with a yeah, few well so far, hasn't he? Citad- I'll do my... Yeah, you do yeah, your rankings. Yeah, you did like, as well. I'll do my rankings, just so that if anyone at is home is keeping a track. Them, they can compare, I guess. I don't think anyone is. No. <laughs> my favourite was Double Helix. Yeah. Then Got Got. Third yeah. was I've Seen Footage. Mm-hmm. Fourth was Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, fifth, The Cage. Sixth, Hustle Bones. <laughs> Seven, The Fever. I.I. Oh. Hacker. Right. Blackjack, yeah. System blower, punk weight, fuck that, and then bitch please. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, uh, yeah. I, I would have something very similar, but I think uh, just because of how much I rated the middle bit, system blower yeah, would go like top. Electronic bit. Yeah, and I've seen I'll footage. Again, I did I enjoy. I bet I'll listen to it back, and it just won't be. It it won't be as good <laughs> as I've made it out to be. Yeah. I think I I'd, I would agree with your rankings, um, but I didn't rank them. Awesome. Uh, not because I forgot. Okay, shall we? 
Yeah, let's you want to move on? let's move on. We watched a documentary this week, this past fortnight. We did, and it was about jazz. <laughs> it was. I'm not going to lie to you, James. You got very bored. I did not enjoy this documentary at all. Okay. I have very few notes. That's fine. Um, and I did not enjoy it. Okay. Uh, I think you should go first because I would imagine you have quite a lot of positive things to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then I'll voice my complaints and then you can finish off with some positivity. Oh man, this is great. We've got to plan everything. So we watched I Called Him Morgan. Um, we did. Which is about the exceptionally famous and brilliant jazz trumpet player that was Lee Morgan. Um, so the documentary starts off and it is about... It's... It probably didn't help that I had never heard of him. Yeah. I, we should have listened to a Lee Morgan album and then done that. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it starts off, doesn't it? And it, it's Lee Morgan's wife doing an interview with uh, with her teacher, her, like, teacher, who's really into yeah. jazz. He like had a jazz radio station, and he's teaching her, and he finds out that it's Lee Morgan's wife. Um, and of course, there's a, there is a big story about Lee Morgan's wife. She was to ruin everything she shot lee morgan in front of his girlfriend in front of his band I'm in the middle of a jazz club in front of his girlfriend but she was his wife yeah no <laughs> doesn't make it right for killing someone especially lee it morgan doesn't. so i won't give you details about it watch the documentary i think it is more beneficial for us to dis- to discuss the way the documentary approached it maybe and yeah. and and i'll comment on the things i really liked all of the music in it was, of course, by Lee Morgan. And yes, the tunes they chose were perfect for the documentary. Um, like the whole somber mood of it, it starts in black and white yeah. with just snow falling down. And you, I think it's called The Procrastinator. It's the tune by Lee Morgan that's playing at that time. It just fits it perfectly. It sets it up really, really nicely to continue. I thought it's starting with the teacher was a good choice uh like a lot of yeah, these documentaries they they kind of start with like oh bandmates or or if his wife was still alive at the time or um, um the fact that it was someone a little bit more removed from it all it was a good choice it was yeah, a good choice yeah and the whole documentary is uh it's it's kind of it's almost as if it is from Lee Morgan's wife's perspective the whole time because it always yeah, keeps coming back to her it did seem to be her story rather than his yeah yeah which was nice i really liked it it was really nice yeah and i actually did find her a much more interesting character like i know they're real people yeah but, but from a narrative because i didn't know anything about lee morgan going into it yeah uh so i was almost watching it as a narrative yeah she was the more interesting of the two to me yeah that's understandable um and then the people that they chose to talk and do the interviews i thought were perfect um i mean the, the names don't mean it I, I don't think they'd mean anything to you tom but i mean they no, got they wayne shorter in who's possibly one of the best tennis sax players definitely alive um they got jimmy merritt in the best bass player that's alive um they got they didn't get Herbie Hancock. They got so many people in. They... Herbie Hancock was mentioned, though. Yeah. But... That was my first note. <laughs> Herbie was mentioned. Um, yeah. 
they got someone really, else really famous in that I've completely forgotten. They got like a Lee Morgan's, not his son. Was it his son? No, they got in oh, the, her, Helen's, Helen's son. son. Yeah, that's it. And then his half brother and stuff. Yeah, which was a bit far out, but I liked it. I liked every single person they brought in, and I thought they all. I liked offered, all the people uh, as well. Offered insight. Yeah, they were all good. Good like speakers so they were they were interested to listen to mm-hmm. um and yeah the the points of view that they offered on situations were interesting and were worth listening to which is nice my major beef okay my main beef my primary beef <laughs> i have a primary beef and a secondary beef yeah that are both quite large okay and my others are just little problems right so my primary beef is that i actually found him really boring lee yeah. I can appreciate that he was an incredibly talented yeah. jazz musician and I can understand that and yes he was prodigal prodigal and and you know started from that absurdly young age like 18 yeah. like proper proper band. just so unbelievably talented that's incredible. I'm I'm not trying to downplay his talent. Yeah. But you don't make that's not interesting enough to make a documentary about. I know that the documentary isn't about him. It's about his. It's is about his wife's. I mean, his wife murdered him. That's the purpose of the yeah, documentary. Yeah. His wife shot him, and that's why it exists. But it took so long to get to the shooting. And but I, it's... I, I know that it had to do it. I know that it had to do it. Mm-hmm. It had to kind of show you how much Lee Morgan meant to the world of jazz yeah. for that shooting to mean anything. And it did have to do it, but I just didn't find it interesting enough. It can say, oh, and he played in this band and this band and this band and yeah. here's a famous guy that we got to talk about it and here's another famous guy and oh my God, look at all these things that yeah. he did and that we can show you. But to somebody who doesn't know jazz, it didn't. It, it's, it's all meaningless. Mm. I didn't find it interesting or engaging. Um, right. I did enjoy. I actually did enjoy his the pieces of music in it. Uh, I thought they were all good performances and interesting yeah. pieces, and I quite quite liked it. So I feel like I would quite like a Lee Morgan album. Yeah. I don't know for certain, and I'm not gonna say for certain I would. <laughs> I don't think jazz is my cup of tea. Yeah, but it's understandable. So my main doubt was that I just didn't find him interesting well, enough to be the focus of a documentary. Okay. Yeah, my main beef was that I didn't find him interesting enough to have a documentary about. Okay. So I think you, we... My s- <laughs> no. secondary beef. Yeah. I'll just get it out there. <laughs> My secondary beef was that the while I agree with you that the structure of the documentary was really great mm-hmm. and was really interesting, the pacing left a lot to be desired. Okay. I feel like it was nearly it was like an hour and 45 I think mm-hmm. nearly two hours long Yeah, it could have been all done in an hour yeah but okay so I think both of those problems could definitely be answered with the same solution um, what we have to remember is if there's, if there's one thing that jazz musicians and jazz notes absolutely love is it's like fan service. This whole documentary to me was fan service. So when they're talking about uh, Morgan playing in Gillespie's band, I'm like, shit, 
it's Gillespie. Lee Morgan was only 18, and he's playing with the greats not only of 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 the future times, like they don't know they're going to be greats yet, of that current time. Um, so that it's like I understand that from a non-jazz uh, lover's perspective, it could be completely meaningless. And I do understand that. And Wayne Short talking about him being in the army and hearing about Lee and stuff was completely useless information to you. But to to jazz notes, it's absolutely amazing. The pacing was off, I think, because of all the times it stopped to look at nice photos. Like, how many times did it stop yeah. and put up all the Blue Note photos of Lee and Coltrane yeah. just looking cool? But that is, again, just basically fan service. But fan service makes a bad film. Yeah, but it's not a film, it's a documentary. If you look at it, yeah, but it's it's still a film. It's it was it it was released as a film, and the thing is, it's it won loads of it won awards. It is an got like a ninety six percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and yeah, I really can't see why critically it's applauded. Well, okay, so I there think there was a section, there was a part, there was a moment when it had just finished a little bit, and there was literally about thirty seconds where there was no music playing. And it was stock footage out of a car window for about thirty seconds, and that's not fan service to anyone. It's more okay, filmmaking. Yeah. That's true. It's emotion. It lets the emotion sink in. To especially jazz the trumpeters, I imagine hearing about this is tough. It's like reliving a bad memory. Um, Maybe so. And I think the if you don't find Lee interesting enough maybe you kind of have to take a step back and not look at the people in the situation but look at the situation itself i mean who else gets shot in a nightclub by their wife in front of their girlfriend with the band watching after being in a car crash in a massive snowstorm you know what i mean he just seemed i just really hated him no you didn't as you a person, didn't. I did. He seemed like a really awful person. I mean, all jazz musicians are awful people because they're all heroin addicts. Billy they're didn't all... seem like an awful person. He seemed really nice. Oh, he's a sad I really player. liked him. I mean... I... And I really liked the guy that in the interview footage, like yeah. when we were talking to him now. Yeah. He was wearing the woolly hat, the scarves. He was really cute. That could have been Wayne Shorter. Wayne Shorter is really cute. Maybe. Oh, I um... <laughs> But yeah, the whole situation as itself is absolutely crazy. Like, <laughs> no one else has done that. And uh, I, do, I do agree that all 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 little jazz jazz guys are a little bit annoying nuts and they're getting in trouble with drugs and and girlfriends and wives and stuff. No one's perfect. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Do you, but do you feel like you've learned yeah, no, I just, about Lee Morgan? I, I did find it interesting. I mean, I didn't know anything about him, and it is a really tragic story. Yeah. Um, you know, from start to finish, all the heroin stuff is really tragic, and then for it to end the way it did is, yeah, mm. it's it's not a great... Do you think... You know, it is a sad story. Do you think it would help you appreciate the music of Lee Morgan more? No. Why not? I don't think that the personal experiences necessarily of the artist should impact on the music that much. Right. 
<laughs> and also he wrote the music before he died so his death isn't going to impact him. No, but I mean, a heroin, ad- <laughs> <laughs> heroin addiction yeah. is for sure. And I feel like there probably is a, a marked difference in mm-hmm. pre-overdose sleep organ and post-overdose sleep organ. Yeah. I'd be surprised if somebody who was very familiar with his work wasn't able to tell you. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Um. I mean, heroin, of course, it has a fucking... It's got a massive history in music. I mean, all the way back to yes. Berlioz. Berlioz wrote Symphony Fantastique while high on heroin. In the modern day, every jazz musician is addicted to heroin. And even now, um, was it Demi Lovato? She's she's yeah. recently in a bit of trouble because of heroin abuse. And, uh, I mean, even the great songs. You know the song, I've Got You Under My Skin? Mm-hmm. That's about heroin. Yeah. Cole Porter was a heroin addict, and it's it's what that's about. Um, it definitely does impact the music, and I think when you say emotions uh, of the artist shouldn't affect the music, uh, in no offence, I think you're horrifically no, no, wrong. No, no, not that it shouldn't affect the music, that it shouldn't affect somebody's enjoyment right. of the music. If you listen to, obviously, music is a very emotional thing. So somebody's emotional state at the time of writing a music and experiences as they're writing the music is going to have a massive impact on it. And yes, that's right. But if you listen to the music and don't like it, and then somebody tells you, oh, but he just had a heroin overdose, that isn't going to make you magically like a song. No, agreed, agreed. But I feel like... um... I feel like it is important to know the background with these pieces and, and what's going on in not only the yeah. before, especially with jazz, because jazz is such an emotional yeah. genre, because it came from, you know, the slave trade originally, which is, of course, a, an exceptionally emotional subject for for hundreds and thousands and millions of people definitely, across definitely. the world. It is an inherently emotional, re- quite rebellious thing. Yeah, exactly. It is. Yeah. So I feel like it is important to know. And I definitely appreciate uh, Lee's music more now. Fair enough. I think... So did you... Had you already seen this when you recommended it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've seen it a few times. It is my favourite documentary, a hundred percent. Right. I don't have a favourite documentary. I don't. I'm not really that into documentaries, to be honest. Well, I'm not really, but if they're about jazz, I definitely am. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, I think that's. I think we could leave that there. Yeah, I don't think there's anything particularly more to say. We have to do recommendations, Thomas. We do. So. You're doing the album. I am doing the so album. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Um, what are we listening so to? So this isn't an album I've listened to, but I think it'd be good because hopefully by the next time we record, I will have listened to the album and I would have seen the performers play the album live. Oh, good. So it's not a band I'm familiar with. They're playing at the University of Hull, on the 4th of October, um, which is next Thursday, right? right? Their album, they just, it's literally just come out, 14th of September 2018. So this is fresh. Yeah. This is Doing new. new stuff. Yeah. They're, the band are called The Breath, and the album is called Let the Cards Fall. I don't know what it's going to be what like. Genre is it? No idea. 
No idea. Interesting. That's pretty cool. So hopefully I'll be able to tell you about it live. I'll take my notebook and probably get bullied by everyone there. <laughs> but I'll, I'll take my notebook. Um, I'll listen to the album both live and non-live. And, uh, Very good. And see what we think. That's quite exciting. It, it is quite exciting, yeah. Uh, the film that we're going to watch this week is a film, again, that, that I haven't seen. Oh, good. That I've wanted to see for quite a while. Mm-hmm. That got quite mixed reviews when it came out. A lot of people didn't like it. Oh, yeah. But it did something very different. Very, something that not a lot of film, other films have done. Mm-hmm. So the film that I'm recommending is Hardcore Henry. Oh, this is the first person one, right? The whole film was, yeah, was filmed on GoPro, and it's all in first person. Okay, cool. So I'm quite excited to watch it from a filmmaking kind of point of view. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, that's sick. That's perfect. Okie dokie. Oh, there's one other thing, James. Are you ready for next Sunday? What's next Sunday? Do you know what happens? No. It's the start of Jodie Whittaker's... Oh, Doctor Who. Yeah. Man, that's another thing to... It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Not too sure about Bradley Walsh being a companion, but I'll go in with an open mind. I'm quite excited. I've seen a few videos (laughs) Mm -hmm. of... um... Bradley Walsh and Jodie Whittaker like hosting award ceremonies and stuff like that together. Oh, so they've already got and like a bit. They look like they've got quite good chemistry and they're quite good friends. Yeah, I mean Bradley Walsh is. So we'll see. It's quite funny. I do like him. He is. Can be. Anyway, let's wrap it up because it is now bang on midnight for us. <laughs> Time for bed. Yeah, definitely. I've forgotten the answer. Okie dokie. Um, thanks for listening to World on a String. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at WOAS Podcast. And also on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, you can find us there. World on a String is hosted by James Kajemvin and Tom J. Shkale, and you can find me at, at James Kajemvin. And you can find me at Ace Terror 1. Uh, all music on the show is original music by James Kajemvin. <laughs>